Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Megan Gilger, and if we haven't met yet, I am a three-generation gardener living here in Northern Michigan. My ultimate goal is to give you confidence that is clear, that is easy to understand, so that you can better connect to yourself while you're connecting with your garden and having this understanding that of the garden enough that you can kind of trust your intuition. I believe it's simple and that it's easy and that we're all capable of doing it and I am here to help you. So whether you're a beginner or an intermediate or super advanced, my hope is that this podcast is really helpful for you. Every Wednesday, I share great tips like we're going to today. And on Fridays, I slow down and we do a little bit of a meditation to reflect on what the season is teaching us. Just because you have a garden or you don't, you can still take and apply these meditative ideas to your day-to-day life so you can observe the seasons so that you can also learn from them, gain the wisdom so that you can apply it to your life. It's simple, I promise, and I'm here to help you, okay? That's my goal. I just want you to help discover that your garden is your doorway to a better life through easily connecting you with nature, self, and ultimately community, which speaking of, we have an online community. And in that online community, I offer even more knowledge than you even get in these podcasts. So if you're loving today's podcast, check out our online community by heading to freshexchange.com backslash join. And right now, You're going to want to get in on it because things are going to change at the beginning of the new year, but you can start being a member for just $13 a month and get access to our meditation sent to your email and other great information along with an unbelievable amount of video content from me teaching you directly in my garden. It's completely unique and you can only get it through the online community. It's just going to get better. Believe me. Okay. So speaking of lessons, speaking of the garden, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it's like mid-September, fall starts next week, and I always get a little bit sappy and a little bit reflective this time of year. I think it's natural. That's what fall is supposed to do. But in our garden, I'm starting to notice and take note of some of the lessons that I've learned. And you might be like, oh, Megan's going to teach me about all the things she failed at this year. Well, actually not because I don't see the garden that way. I don't see life that way. I don't see that when something quote unquote fails, that it's the thing that is definitive or that it's a sign that we didn't know what we were doing. It's it's definitely a point that we grow and we learn from. But I also know because of the garden that there's a lot of things at work, you know, it isn't just always on me. I am the tender. I am the, and the steward. I am not, I am not the end all be all for my garden. It sounds interesting because I think we approach the garden in such a way where it's like, well, I have to show up a certain number of hours every day. And if the garden fails, it's all on me. Not true. Okay. There are so many, it's nature. There's so many things out of your control that we cannot stick to that idea. So what I want us to think about instead is all the things that were out of our control. This year, for instance, for me, 
we had an extremely dry season. We would go four, six weeks without any rain, not even an ounce, which everyone in California is like, okay, boo-hoo, whatever. No, it's really hard in the North because, and where we are, because underneath our topsoil, just a foot or so down is sand. That's it. And sand doesn't hold water. And then the wind whips up off the lake. Everything gets sucked out. And before we know it, we're in a complete desert very quickly. So our plants are suffering. And even with a lot of mulching, there's it can just be hard. Like it's really hard for our area when we don't get rain. Usually if we have more consistency where it's maybe every two weeks we have a rainstorm and then every you know, then we go through a dry spell for a little bit for a week or two. And, but we're consistently getting somewhere between two to three inches every two weeks. Not the case this year. And that makes it really hard on a hill that's mostly sand. We've had some real tough moments out here. And my garden is not this like thing I envisioned in the middle of the dead of winter. It's still magical. It's, still amazing. I love it, but I don't have this overwhelming sense that it's everything that I dreamed of because it's never going to be. There's always work. There's always something to finish. There's always something that didn't come together properly. Instagram makes us believe that it's, or Pinterest, it makes us really believe that there's this like perfect moment where it all is done. Well, I look at many people's gardens on Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. But I think you might also have a professional gardener working for you. Um, (laughs) And I do not. I am my professional gardener. So I'm okay with that. And I don't have endless amounts of money. I don't have that ability to make things look perfect. And if I wanted to be really hard on myself, I would, you know say that those were limits, but instead I get to enjoy being with being, you know, that part in the pieces of everything else and seeing how I intertwine with nature as much as nature intertwines with me and how we affect one another. And also how much of it's out of my control. And my gosh, what a lesson, which leads us to our first one, which is embrace the unexpected. That's the first lesson I learned this year because my garden, I had this whole, like, we'll just, okay. There's two things that happened in a big way. First of all, the, one of the unexpected things was, is I wanted to grow a three sisters garden. I had it all timed out. I had it all figured out. Everything was going great. And then, oh my gosh, the crows, they came and ate all the corn. They removed it all, like all the corn was sprouting and then they dug their little beaks in there and dug up the little kernel and then left the sprout that would not take now because it had no roots. And so I was like, dang it. So I planted my corn another round and the same thing happened. So we have very sparing amount of corn and then the beans didn't really do well. And then we had this giant random compost pile of squash just take over the whole area and it's now just hilarious, the things that have come out of there. And I'm sort of loving the cross-pollination of whatever was birthed out of (laughs) 
the compost pile that we put into the garden because it's unexpected. I had no control in that. I could have pulled all those plants out, but there's these really funny squash and they've been hilarious for us all summer long. And we laugh about what they are and everything. And then on another squash note, I planted pumpkin seeds. I was so excited. I got these new pumpkin seeds. They were great. I had this whole vision of this adorable pumpkin patch right by the raspberries. Oh, it was just like, and then the cucumbers were going to grow. I had this whole vision. Then one day I started noticing I had this giant squash plant growing. And I was like, oh, the pumpkins are taking off. This is so exciting. And then I noticed they weren't pumpkins. They were a very random squash that I'm not even sure is edible. It is a non-existent cross-pollinated squash all its own. And then I was like, well, maybe it was the compost. But no, these are the exact color of the pumpkin that they're supposed to be, but they are not the pumpkin. (laughs) So Baker Creek, not sure what happened over there, but I'm going to just embrace the unexpected because they make beautiful decorative gourds this year. Now, there are other things that were beautifully unexpected as well. I got really sick in the end of May. Um, Turns out it was the flu. It was miserable. We all were sick. It took our whole family down for like three weeks um, on varying levels as we all got it. And it was right over Memorial Day weekend, which is our biggest, biggest planting year or planting day the whole year because a lot of seeds go in those two weeks and the weather's perfect. The soil's perfect. Everything's perfect. I didn't get the things in that I needed. I didn't get sunflowers in on time. I didn't like I could go down the list. But let me tell you, the sunflowers reseeded from the year before, and they are beautiful. They have been blooming the whole season almost since July because they reseeded themselves, so they popped up sooner. And they're just so magical. We love them, and I feel so cared for by the garden because it was something that I needed that they that it provided, and I had nothing to do with it other than I planted sunflowers last year. They are not the sunflowers I wanted. They are not the ones I was hoping for. But sometimes we need the garden to care for us as much as it needs us to care for it. And so this was an unexpected thing, and I just embraced it. I just went for it. I just let it go. And what a gift it's been. So those are just a few moments. There are so many other ones, but that's those are the main ones. So the next lesson that I learned from the garden was don't do too much. I know it sounds crazy because I have almost an acre garden. I have a 30 by 50 garden. And then I have this whole other garden that's up by the house. But I had in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to expand this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I had all these dreams, but then Mike sat me down and he was like, okay, we got to talk about this. We cannot add all this. We, we just, don't have the way the means to do it. We don't have the energy to do it. I'm starting a new job. Like it was like all these things. I was a little devastated for a few days. And then I was like, you know, okay. Okay. I get it. I'm going to roll with it. And I think it was mid July. I looked at Mike and I was like, thank you. Thank you so much for telling me not to do too much. And we did one big, two big, planting projects this year. They're not that big, but they were their own amount of work and on top of the normal work. And 
it looks beautiful and I was able to focus on it properly, to put it in properly, to care for it properly. And it has done so well. I still have work to do on it. I've learned some things. I'm going to move some plants. Everything's a work in progress. It isn't going to be done yet. And that's okay. But I was able to do it well because I was able to focus because I didn't overdo it. And this, you know, it's taking my own advice. I tell you guys all the time, don't overdo it. Start small, move up. We all get hungry eyes. But this is me saying lesson learned. Don't do too much. It's totally fine. Okay. Then this kind of coincides, but be honest with the season that you are in. This is the lesson that I want to speak to the most because I have friends, I have myself, I have people that message me on Instagram, people in our online community where we're trying to pull in too much at once. Listen, most of you are in a season of life that I would deem a summer season. Summer season of life really is those years from, in my head, Granted, you can go through winters of the soul amongst this, and that's another conversation for another day, but the, that 25 to like 50 is 45 to 50 is really like the summer season of life. Maybe you have kids, maybe you're growing your career, you have social life, you have friends, you have family members who need you. There's a fullness to everything that exists around you. And managing it can be hard. You can't do it all. Remember our conversation, like the lesson from the chemo meal of the chemo meal literally showing to me, like, you're never intended to harvest it all. There's a season for everything. So maybe you're not supposed to do that. Maybe you are supposed to do this. Maybe you shouldn't commit to this. Oh gosh, that's hard. It's really hard when everything looks so amazing around you, especially as we're moving out of the pandemic and we're starting to edge into real life in a deeper way. I mean, a lot of people have jumped in sooner than others and like everybody's kind of trying to find their pace and there's a lot of social things. There's a lot of like missed out things we've experienced over the last couple of years. And now we just want to soak it all in the things that we hoped for in, in 2020 that didn't come to fruition. Now we want them to come to fruition at the same time that we're also dealing with grooves of a way of life that we've been in. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot to handle. And I know that I'm continually saying, what is the season I'm in? And does this, does this help? Does this add to it? Does it allow me to be present? Does it take me away? Does it bring me joy? Does it make, you know, what else, what are, what other challenges does it create by accepting this or doing this? All hard questions, some easier to answer than others. So how the garden has taught me that is just like watching plants go through their process. The lavender blooms, it receive like we harvest, it, re, it goes back to just leafing. It's like, I'm done with blooming. Yeah, that was it. I'm good for the year. Okay. <laughs> you know, and what a what a way to know your limit, to know yourself, to know that your job is complete. That that was what the main focus of your life. That's incredible. So, it's just 
I want to reiterate that. Watching it this year is one of those great lessons. And then finally, the lesson I learned this year is, and this kind of goes back to don't do too much and understanding your season as well, is process is important. What does this mean, Megan? Well, let me tell you, when we don't do processes right, there are consequences I've learned (laughs) personally. My life has been very full with two kids and managing new work projects and all sorts of things and opportunities, which is wonderful. But as a result, and when a process hasn't been done right, every, a lot of bad, like not bad, but just disappointing things can happen. And I think it's really easy to believe that we can skip a process because it'll make it go faster. But the truth is, is it isn't true at all. And I, I usually watch my mother-in-law when she was visiting and she's really good at completing the full process. Like it's like one of those things I never fully understood its value till I both have been on the receiving end of her wonderful way that she does everything. It's so thoughtful. It's like very intentional. And I deeply value that. It's one of the many things about her that I value. And she does it with such like a calm acceptance for the process she's in. And it's something that I aspire to because I'm not always good at that. And I can get really distracted and it happens all the time for me in the garden. And like I will be doing one project and then something catches my eye and I'm off on something else. And then I never get the tomatoes trellised and then they're like flopping over and then they break a branch and then we lose tomatoes. You get the idea. I have learned that when we do too much, that when we um, just, I don't even know, like you just add too many things to your plate, things are missed. You can't complete the full thing. And that's going to just lead to a lot of disappointment. So it's been a lesson this year because I haven't been good at completing processes very well in the garden or in life this summer. Summer felt really quick. There's a lot to keep track of. And I don't know. It's something I want to work on. And it's something that I, you know, can't exactly gauge other than things feeling completed properly. Yeah. So anyways, those were the main lessons I've been writing down and putting into my notes this year as I'm reflecting on the garden and what it's been teaching me. And there are plenty, I'm going to do a full recap of like, what is it that I'm going to do differently? Things I loved, things I didn't. We're going to do that. Don't worry. And in fact, our community members will get like a full breakdown of all this, as well as a garden tour at the end of the season, um, which is coming up very soon this next week. Uh, but I, this was more about the lessons that the garden has taught. And I think that's equally important to reflect on. So I would love to hear what are the things, what are the lessons your garden has taught you? I'm going to drop this into our online community this week 
So if you want to join and you're looking to reflect with other people, go ahead and become a member at freshexchange.com backslash join. And you can jump in and give your thoughts. You can also DM me. I always like having that one-on-one chat with you guys. So I am really excited to hear some lessons you guys have because I think it helps us each understand where we can all grow and we can be held accountable. That's what I love about the community. So I'm excited to hear it from you guys. Until then, my friends, I'll see you out there.